What about this? Ready? Impeach me two times, and that's fine. Oh, don't, 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 don't. Impeach me two times. Impeach me two times, babe. The doors. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Steven Tyler. I think I've done Steven Tyler before. <laughs> I just now realized I think I've done Steven Tyler from Aerosmith before. Have I? You might have. I'm coming with positivity and just rock and roll excitement. Steven Tyler, count me in. Hey! <laughs> Ragdoll, living in the movie, hot tramp, daddy's little cutie. Right? You remember? I mean, your face kind of looked like him when you were just singing right now. I'm the famous. I think I've been here before, once before, but you know what? Too, it's too late to turn back now. I believe, I believe. I, there's going to be a lot of singing in this episode today, guys. Just keep it on. <laughs> keep your headphones low because I'm going to be coming in with a lot of... <laughs> I'll do my I'll do my best to work on those levels, but I can't promise anything. <laughs> bang, bang. I am the warrior. Well, I am Steven Tyler. You might know me from the from the Boston's hottest rocket rock and roll act, Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. I think I've been on the show once before. I'm sure the broomheads will mm-hmm. let us know if uh, we know we know you best as Liv Tyler's dad. Is that the case? You think so? Mm-hmm. You think people know me more than being the lead singer of one of the most what? famous American rock bands. It's um are Aerosmith still touring and making new music? No, they definitely are still touring. I love it. I love to scat. Back when touring was still a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I gotta give me some of that rock and roll music. You like Aerosmith, my group, my band? Me and Joe Perry and Joey Kramer and somebody else? A couple other people. Oh, it's funny that I, I, I'm so having deja vu. Like I've definitely done this whole act before. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to zippity bop my way out of here and just, (laughs) yo, my angel. Oh man, Steven Tyler was here. He just like, you get all the best people in your apartment. I can, they come over and it's funny. I mean, even with quarantining, I'm surprised they're always there. Everybody wears a mask. It's fine. You know, (laughs) they get COVID tested and they come in, they wear a mask. They just hop in and out for a few minutes. It's Mm -hmm. good to see them, all my great friends. Mm -hmm. I love Steven Tyler. He's great. It looks like someone's like grandmother. (laughs) He does. He does. Yeah, he's the best. Skin and bones. A, he's got the best scarves. Him and Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Best scarves. Steve's, the, the, the aged rock and roll Steve's. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, they're really just coming correct with all their vests. But not Steve Perry. Uh-uh, no, he's a schmuck. He doesn't have any scarves. Yeah, he's a schmuck, that guy. That guy mm-hmm. seems like a real schmuck. I don't mm-hmm. know. Journey sucks. What about Stevie Van Zandt? Steven Van Zant, Steve mm-hmm. Van Zant from mm-hmm. the, the E Street Band. Mm-hmm. Little Stevie. Little Stevie. Stevie what, Van Zant. What about him and how is his scarf situation in well, your mind? I don't really know. He does wear them, but he's because yeah. he wears that bandana. 
Mm-hmm. So it kind of counts, but it's not quite the same thing. I don't know if I would count a bandana as a scarf. I love little Stephen Vincent. You love him too, because he's from oh, yeah. one of your favorite shows of all time, The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How you doing, my friend Rachel? I'm doing all right, pal. How are you? I'm pretty good. It was a crazy week last week. We had oh, to do. Yeah. We had to make a disclaimer because we recorded uh, our episode before the uh, yeah. Republic was burning. I was making some some hard decisions today, emailing people for the first time since before the holidays, and still just saying Happy New Year and leaving it at that. I'm like, I feel like. <laughs> How was your insurrection, everybody? It's not even funny. Really to I don't really want to get into it with everyone I'm emailing for work now, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. New Year was good. The insurrection was a little bit of a bust. Would be what they would say to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's been a weird time. We're doing a lot. Oh of, my goodness! You know, we're just trying to. We're every day is an adventure, and mm-hmm. it'll all be over soon. But it won't because it's never gonna go away. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, It's here forever. Some form of it. Yeah, we're going to have to. It's going to like just beat us into submission. It's funny how like I grew up thinking that like things improved over time, but they're just cyclical. We just keep having the same fucking problems like every every so often. So, yeah, you just hope you're not in the cycle part that it turns comes back around. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can't choose when you're born, you know? Yeah. Remember the 90s? You know who makes that decision when you're born is the Lord Jesus Christ. You know the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Lord decides when you are put inside a stork to take to your house, your parents. Wait, 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 wait. You get put inside the stork? Well, I thought no. the stork just carried you. Yeah, because that, I don't want to be no, birthed no, 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 from a no, stork. No, 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 That's a whole get, different story. That is true. You get put inside a blanket <laughs> and the oh, stork okay. picks it up because Jesus delivers the you to the stork who then drives to your parents' house. And gives and is and gives the baby to them. I don't know because I've gotten the vi- delivery from the stork. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about storks and insurrections and even famous rock and roll Steve's uh, scarves. We're here mm-hmm. to talk about that fast, right? That was a short preamble. Oh yeah, we're we're right in there. You, you want to get right in. We have it. business to get to today, and that is an episode that doesn't make a lot. Yeah, of sense. we have a super confusing <laughs> episode of Degrassi: The Next Generation. Of course, we're talking about Degrassi: The Next Generation, episode seven hundred three, which is the one hundred and twenty-first episode of Degrassi. But because of all the two-parters, we are slowly inching closer to that hundredth episode. But we're still not quite there yet. This is the ninety-seventh mm-hmm. real episode of Degrassi: The Next Generation. The episode is called "Love Is a Battlefield" and "Hot Damn." Rach, that song is by the one and only Ms. Pat Benatar. So, Rachel, what is your favorite Pat Benatar jams? I only know the singles. That's all you need to know. I don't know the deep cuts. There's lots of singles, though. Um, I am a big fan of Love is a Battlefield. I think it is one of her best songs. Um, the... You keep going. I'm There's go. something kind of like... It's not like I tend to like, you know, your dark and minor key songs and it's not that, but there's something about it that is just like epic and I love it. Um, I also really like Heartbreaker. That would probably be my other Ooh, favorite. Ooh, Dream Taker. Love maker. Mm-hmm. Don't you mess around with me. I switched it up a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. There are five hits. They are yeah. Love is a Battlefield, mm-hmm. Heartbreaker, mm-hmm. We Belong, mm-hmm. Hit Me With Your Best Shot. And Shadows of the Night. Mm -hmm. Now, those five songs, if you 
I don't know if she wrote her all of her songs. I did. I should have researched it. I'm assuming she. Did. I have no idea. Either way, actually. if you perform, if you are connected to those five perfect songs, what a career! We base too much on like people with lunch. Oh, they have to have so many this and that to be so successful for so long. Those five mm-hmm. songs. You put any one of those songs on anywhere. Mostly everybody's gonna know it. Mostly everybody's going to sing along with every song, every word. Those are mm-hmm. just perfect, beautiful songs. I don't even know how to pick one, but I'm going to pick one because that's what we do here at the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. Those are five five-star songs, but I'm going to go with We belong to the night, we belong to the furnace. Not the words. We belong, <laughs> we belong, we belong together. Right, it's mm-hmm. not we belong to the night, we belong to the furnace. Right, I'm wrong with that. That's not the lyric, <laughs> is it? That's not what I thought that they were saying. I don't know what she's saying. I could have looked it up again, but I didn't. I always, I am really not good at at understanding lyrics. So I thought it was like future. We belong to the night, we belong to the future. I don't know, but I'll go with furnace. That's I always say furnace, but I know it's not right. You know, yeah. it's one of those things. But we're coming to the shadows of the night. Ah, does it get better than that? Does a pop song, a pop rock song from the I mean, 1980s, I think you made an argument like not that long ago about a certain song being better than the entirety of the Beatles. Well, catalog, that's true. So. Don't Dream It's Over is, the, is better than any Beatles song. Am I going to put all five of these Pat Benatar songs on that level? I'm not saying no. Yeah. All I'm saying is, as far as like a pop rock 80s anthem, mm-hmm. I mean, those five, I mean, <laughs> they're just great, is all I'm saying. Love is a bad, which is the one that we didn't talk about that much yet. Uh, oh my God. You're a tough cookie with a long history. We didn't even I talk about that. I don't like Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Of course you it's don't. Not, it's not surprising it's, to me in, in any way. I know. I just don't. Like. I could take or leave it. It's just not my, it's not my jam. I also learned that it was Pat Benatar's birthday the other day. Her birthday was January 10th. So happy oh, belated birthday to so, Pat Benatar, Benatar not being her real last name. So but. here's the, so here's what I, I have always said. These words, we mm-hmm. belong to the night, we mm-hmm. belong to the furnace, which I know it's not furnace, mm-hmm. but I always thought it was night. It is uh-huh. not. It is. Oh, it's not night? It is we belong to the light, oh. which makes more sense. We belong to the thunder. Of course it is. That, that is exactly what she's saying. Yeah. It doesn't make more sense, though. I mean, maybe than furnace, but I feel like saying we belong to the light is like a positive thing, and saying we belong mm-hmm. to but we belong to the night is dope too. But yeah, it's more it, is. Vamp- it makes it it makes it cool. <laughs> it's vampiric. Yeah. So you it's don't. Goth. So if you're like if it. you're gonna rank those songs, you're ranking "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" at dead last at number five. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. be honest with you. I think I do too. I think I go like this. I'm gonna rank the songs. You're giving me a hard time, and then you're gonna rank it last as well. I'm not, but last of genius. You know, fifth of perfection. <laughs> it's really just fucking mm-hmm. whatever you're feeling in that day. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go like this. We belong. Love is a battlefield. Mm-hmm. Shadows of the night. Heartbreaker, dream taker. Don't you mess around with me. Hit me with your best shot. 
Do you think the thing you don't like about Hit Me With Your Best Shot is that it opens with the phrase, uh, tough cookie? <laughs> I really don't like being called a tough, tough cookie. Tough cookie's pretty silly. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think that the other songs are so epic in this like kind of dark and mysterious way, and that one isn't, and that's why I don't like it. I will agree. I think you're right. I think it is the weakest of, again, mm-hmm. a, a, a slab of five perfect songs, but still. I think that my order is... Love it. Let's do it. Love is a Battlefield, Heartbreaker, and then going from the bottom up, it's Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Shadows of the Night. We Belong. And then what was the other Shadows one? Shadows of the Night. Shadows of the Night, yeah. You got We Belong pulling in a hot second to last? Yeah. Wow. Because that one is also a little bit uh, sappy. I will be honest with you, right? <laughs> knowing now that it's We Belong to the Light and not Night, it kind of does make me feel like I want to <laughs> drop it down a notch. Because the night it's is so much sappy. Yeah. If it had been night, that would have maybe changed it and put it into third place for me. Yeah. I'm going to still keep it at the hot number one spot. Mm-hmm. The WPLJ top five at nine. Did you ever have that? No. Did you ever? Z100? Well, not not... Not WPLJ and not top five at nine. We had the foremost wanted, oh, and right. that was also at nine p.m. But you used to call and in or something. You told me a story about yep, this. Yep, yeah, I used to call in, and you would get if you got all four right, you would get a um, gift certificate to use at Record and Tape Traders, which was the cool indie record and tape trading place where you trade. <laughs> uh it like you could uh trade in your old cds and records uh and get money back to buy new stuff and you could buy used copies of things as well um but they were like a maryland area they had like 10 locations around the state so you would get a gift certificate to use to get four cds from them so i called in multiple times you're only allowed to call in once every like 90 days so so you got that candle box album (laughs) i don't have a candle box it's fire but I used to keep lists of like which ones I was going to get next. And then I, my dad had a BMG membership. And so I used to like leverage that to get more CDs too. Oh, How did you always win the radio contest? You won it a lot. I was very, very good at uh, knowing all the important songs in the late 90s on this one alt rock radio station. <laughs> Just when had you, deep focus. When you were young, would people say, do you like tapes or CDs? And then you would say CDs and they would go, these nuts. <laughs> No, <laughs> that and was I'm not thing. sure I that's, understand it at all that, either. That's what with people. That's what happened when I was young. People go, "Yo, yo, do you like tapes or CDs?" And of course, you would say CDs because no one picks tapes in the '90s, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So you'd say CDs, and they would go, "These nuts, I don't get it. <laughs> These no. nuts, CDs. Oh, CDs, CDs nuts." This is not very good. So they're, they're, they're <laughs> testicles. Is what they these were, were these were children, right? Who said these things? Yes, yeah. <laughs> but it also comes from the Dr. Dre album, The Chronic, which you're probably unfamiliar with. <laughs> yeah, not, I didn't listen these to it as a kid. Nuts. <laughs> a little too young for that. You're not too young for anything. You can always go back in time. You don't have to just you stop. You can. It's true. Did you see Steven Tyler was here though? <laughs> He's been here really before. Liked, I, like. I never really liked Aerosmith that much. I'm we were on such a good. We were on such a good path. You were liking <laughs> Pat Benatar. We were talking about things we like, and then you always got to come up with it. You don't like it. 
Obviously. I would have thought you would have liked like living on the edge or something fun. I mean, they're fine. I just, you know, I could take or leave them. It's a lot of scarves for my liking, you know. I went to see Aerosmith when I was in like the seventh grade. My cousin took me and my friend Luke and we went to see Aerosmith on the Get a Grip tour. It was a fucking blast. Mm hmm. I guess it was one of the first concerts, I, not the first, but one of the early concerts I ever went mm-hmm, to. Mm-hmm. Cool story, right? That was a good one. I don't have anything much more to add to it. What was your first concert? I believe it was the Beach Boys. Nice. I think we might have talked about that before. Yeah. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take ya. That song always reminds me of Girl Scout Camp that I went to in second grade because we used to sing that a lot. Did you? I was like seven. It was the only song we knew. That and uh, Uptown Girl. Yeah. Cool. Those are good songs. Not. <laughs> Remember those when you would say not? Not. <laughs> also, when you would just hold an L up to your forehead yeah. to say that someone was a loser. We had a couple other ones, and one of them was this, and it was for Cuisinart. And I'm not sure why we thought that was really funny when I was a kid. <laughs> Broomheads, she's doing a C on her head. <laughs> They can't see that. This isn't a visual no, medium. No. <clears throat> Whatever. Loser. Cuisinart. Cuisinart. Who is it? You and Kindle doing some like goofy yeah, fucking yeah. thing? Yeah. It doesn't, it's not supposed to make sense. Things. It's like adult swim. <laughs> like D's nuts. D's nuts. <laughs> Yo, you like tapes of CDs. Uh, I like CDs. But then once you get hip to it, you'd be like, you know what? I like tapes. And they'd be like, no, no, you got to say CDs. <laughs> and it ruins the joke. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, oh. no. You know what? I really like to be fast forward on and rewinding on tapes. Yeah, I mean, I miss the art of the mixtape, which a mix CD is too easy. And now you don't even make those. Now it's just playlists. Yeah, and I don't even make those. I just listen to the same five songs on loop because I don't have any time for anything else. I listened to my Spotify most listened in 2020, and I had like listened to six songs, <laughs> so it's pretty much just those. Three of them were Candlebox because you love Candlebox. <laughs> I don't know why you're so set on Candlebox. It's fire. <laughs> Fuck you! I don't want it no more. <clears throat> Remember Candlebox? Remember how we were like really ahead on this episode and we just evolved. Pat Benatar derailed us. Pat Benatar took us. Pat Benatar took us to a new level. But that's all right. A high or a low, though? Uh, What? You said a new level and I said a higher or a low. Oh, higher. I mean, this is great. I've gotten to sing at least 11 songs so far. So I mean, that's what you were looking forward to. I got to tell you, Broomheads, we're going to record a Patreon episode about these minis. I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. But that's you that, always say that, and then there's <laughs> so much to talk about, and then these episodes go on for two hours. <laughs> I didn't like these minis as much as as I think you did. So, oh really? I thought they, they were, were better fine. than the last one. Um. Anyway, Holly J. Oh, Holly Ooh. J. is in the in the opener with Mia, not Anya, in the opening video. She is. Anya Hold doesn't on. get a video in the thing in the open. Wait, wait, wait. I don't think that's true. All right. Go check it out. Chiggity I'm, check I'm it out. I'm almost there. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, you're right. I totally was yes, wrong Yes, you that. were. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah. So, I was wrong. Uh, Anya is not in that uh, intro they, at all. I it mean, was I got to say, they Mia. were walking next to each other in this episode for a split moment. And they, mm-hmm. are the, uh, 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 they are not different people. There's no fucking way. 
You know what? Who they remind me of a Twins? little bit. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen this. No, but they remind me of um, the Sisters in Virgin Suicide. Kind of. That's bit. a good call. They do kind of. Yeah, they are sort <laughs> yeah. of like that. And yeah. twins. Remember that commercial? The football. No. It was like it was so gross. It was the Coors Light commercial, and be like, "We love football on TV. Eat nacho cheese." And twins, and it would be like twins in bikinis. It was very misogynistic. You would oh not have liked God. it. You would no, I wouldn't and have liked twins. it at all. <laughs> you must have not watched a lot of football in the 2000s because that was commercial was very ubiquitous on football. Sunday. No, I can't say that I did. Um, can't say that I've watched a lot of football. Hey, period. broomheads, dope monkeys. Uh, on the Instagram or the Facebook, you should rank those five. Pat Benatar songs. Pat Benatar songs. Mm-hmm. Then we'll listen to it at the so, deep end. Anyway, Palix. Yeah, oh, this is a, this episode. Okay, I have a lot of feelings about both parts of these of this episode because there's a lot of things that don't make sense to me in either. Hey, Rich, part you know what? Hit me what? with your best shot. Fire! I away. will. I will. <laughs> My best shot is that. Um, I don't think that Alex would have done what she did. You like don't if say. we, it, it's. You think this it, is an inconsistent like, character, uh, tr- character work? This is this is something that she did ages ago, and then she showed growth from that moment, and now she has gone back to what she was before that. Yeah. Yes, I totally agree with you. She is right back to, uh, saying that Paige is like. She has plans. She just can't relate to her. And so then acting out in a way to completely derail Paige's career ambitions, which like seems not uh, in character also, for Alex at this point in time. This is also just the opposite of the exact story they told when Paige was having a meltdown at school and had to leave school. But Alex was like succeeding and was going to play on the field hockey team at DeGrand. It's the fucking mm-hmm. exact same story, except Paige's. Yeah. Anxiety came from an overabundance of uh, hype, I guess. That's not the right word. An overabundance mm-hmm. of expectation. Whereas, like, Alex's mm-hmm. is coming from a place of, I guess, the op- of the trauma from Chad. Chad too yeah. bad. Apparently, Chad, Chad too bad is so... <laughs> That one, I was like, I can take that one up immediately. Jacoby and Chad Myers too is bad take a while. is a wrestling <laughs> reference, and I can't even. And I just did it as a toss off for the three people who care about that. And I'm so pleased that you are. We calling I him mean, Chad I too bad like, now? Yeah. Well, I also feel like this Chad is too bad in a lot of ways. So it feels. By the way, the broomheads are really on board with Holly Jacoby and Myers uh, Sinclair. I know it's just hard to say. Um, so, so Chad too bad, apparently is like, I'm still back with Alex's mom because duh, of course he is. We haven't been led to believe anything. Guess who's made bail. (laughs) But Alex has graduated. She just needs to do one extra semester at Degrassi and doesn't know what to do with herself. So she's just like sleeping in Paige's room at the college year's house. Smoking grass with Jay. Mm-hmm. So uh, Paige is 
saying to her, you know, you don't need to do anything just yet. Just chill. I'm going to, I got it. The store apparently is still being referenced. That hasn't ended <laughs> entirely. That business is like ended, but let's just keep dragging out that like weird storyline that didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Paige has to take a key back to Jimmy. She's going for an interview for a new job. That's a fashion job. Cause apparently she really cares about this fashion. Is white now privilege at its finest is watching Paige walk into this job and just go, um, I really like fashion. And then she's like, all right, you're hired, but she is mean to her, but still Andrea. It's, it's a, it's like a poor man's, um, devil wears Prada. Oh, is that what was happening here? Yes. You're absolutely right. It's right around Absolutely that same right. time. So it's yeah. like, ooh, fashion people are incredibly toxic to work for. Let's just make everything seem exactly She was like pretty that. toxic to work for this woman. She's like, you're going to be having to do on, Andrea. Not Andrea. Andrea. I kind of loved her a little bit. <laughs> I must be honest. Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> she was just like so put upon and mad. Is she, so she is the fashion designer? No. She just probably puts not. On no, the she probably just. It's like, yeah, she does something at this fashion place, and Paige is going to be her assistant. So she has to do all the grunt work of like getting coffees and picking stuff up and uh, steaming clothes and ironing things. And I love blah, how blah, blah, she blah. she's like at this interview, which isn't really an interview. She just like walks up to her and she's like talking to her, and the woman's like, "Did you go? Do you go to fashion school?" And Paige is like, "No," and she's like, "Oh, thank." God, it's like f- fuck you. Like, I mean, oh, so great. That's why you get the job because you're un- underqualified. Yeah, and so Paige has to do a lot of dumb stuff, like pick up clothes. She has to do shit that everyone who's ever had their first job too. has to do. It's like not that bad. Exactly, exactly. But what is so weird about this is that Alex is like whining about not getting to spend time with Paige, who just got a new job. Yeah. So she has to work during the day, um, which doesn't seem quite right for Alex. How much do we love Alex? Take this episode out of it, right? We love her. Yeah. Deeply. Yeah, except for the whole thing that, you know, when she was involved in Rick's. I don't even care about that. That's fine. I don't even care about that. (laughs) Because I love her. We love her. We've talked lovingly about her. And this character, if this was the Mm -hmm. first time you ever met this character, you'd be like, this is the fucking shittiest character. Like, to speak to what you were saying about how I don't, you don't feel like this is how she would act in this situation. And I totally agree with you. Yeah. She wouldn't act like this because she already I mean, the only thing that's plausible is that she did this once before. And so she's falling back into the same bad habit again. I don't know. Is is it even a bad habit? I'm not really sure what it is, but it doesn't seem believable for her because she had been so good to Paige in the last like year that I don't see this happening at all. This person and has been like waiting for Mm -hmm. this person to come around. Finally, she does. And she's just going to. So what ends up happening is Paige, this woman, Andrea, insists mm-hmm. that big a big part of Paige's job is going to be driving places. So of course the mm-hmm. uh the superintendent of plot devices shows up to mm-hmm. let us know that Paige's driver's license uh she forgot to renew her driver's license. And it's going to take 3 days so to Alex get to So Alex agrees her. to drive her around. And pa- Mm-hmm. And Alex and Alex is doing nothing and Paige is like you can stay here as long as you need to. Um, so Paige is already offering, like giving her a favor, doing her a favor. And 
so Alex like is reciprocating. She's like, yeah, I'll, I'll drive you around. It's easy. Like that's you very often make a point about deficiency, a big deficiency of the characters on this show and this show. And one that I very much agree with mm-hmm. is that nobody talks to each other. Right. Until it becomes like mm-hmm. an b- absolute blow up because they haven't said anything. And that happens here because like Alex is driving Paige around and Paige at, 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 at some point is like taking it. I don't even know if she's taking advantage of it so much as she's just not appreciating it. She's just like taking it for granted and just sort of like expecting it to Mm -hmm. be there. And rather than Alex just be like, you know what, Paige, I'm doing you this favor. It might be nice if you didn't just like dismiss me. She decides Mm -hmm. to get stoned with Jay and not show up to pick her up, which leads to the blow up, which leads to like a breakup essentially at the end of this fucking thing. Yeah. And Apparently she gets high with Jay because Mel broke up again, with him there, and again, he's sad. Again, rearing the head of our good friend, the uh, superintendent of plot devices. Which is a shame because I liked Mel. I could have uh, stood to, for some more of that. Yeah, see more of her. Yeah, so Paige, in the meanwhile, um, they're having a fashion show, and she gets all of these dresses that have been flown in from Milan and shorts that cost $1,200, and Alex just, like, can't understand or fathom this world. And, like, sure, I understand fashion is not a necessity. It is a, a an extra kind of thing in life. Like, I mean, obviously, we all need clothes, but, like, when we're talking about high fashion, yeah. things are very expensive. I understand that. But that doesn't mean it's not a job that doesn't deserve some level of respect or like the fact that like Paige is working for this and that these these clothes are part of her job. And also in some ways Um, it's an art too. Like Yeah, yeah. And what is so weird is that Alex, for as intelligent as she seems, decides that it's a good idea to put on one of these very expensive dresses when she's been smoking weed around it all day, which also isn't good, and then wear it for Paige. And Paige freaks out. I was like watching this like through my hands, like, why are you but doing also, this? Also, the idea like, was that like this dress is so sexy that I'm gonna look so hot that Paige isn't gonna be mad because she's gonna wanna like fuck. And like t- takes the the mm-hmm. jacket off and it's just like a cocktail dress. Like if it was like a sexy like ooh la la like nighttime mm-hmm. kind of a thing, I would get it. It looks like something it looks like something that she bought from like five, seven, nine at the mall. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to believe that that's exactly what I'm thinking. And yes, yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and then she's Fashion. like wearing the dress and then she's like, I don't know. I'm just not like you with like plans and stuff. And this is the um, exact fucking storyline they told uh, with the opposite people. And the thing is, is that she doesn't like, I don't think that Paige cares. Paige had literally said to her at the beginning of this, like, take your time. Like, you'll figure out what the next steps are. You don't need to do it right away. And this happens over the course of, like, three days, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Absolutely. It felt very quick. Um, and it would be. But Paige, you go. Paige has to. Then Paige has to clean these clothes that Alex, like, had gotten smoked weed all around so that they smell like fucking skanky weed. And uh, so she's spending yeah, on that Jay's not getting good shit. <laughs> she's spending all night cleaning these clothes so she doesn't have time to drop individual chocolates off to all the vips these like three thousand dollar 
It's worth of chocolate. Well, we don't know yet that they're $3,000. That's a reveal. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. So she asked Alex if she would do it, and Alex is like, yes, I will. And then Alex decides not to do it because they're expensive and to screw Paige over at her job. And it's like, no, that, no that's not how the world and works. And it's also not how Alex <laughs> works. It's so stupid. No! It's it just seems very strange to me that she's like, oh, I'm not going to do this thing because this is against my principles. And also like, like, well, you could have told Paige that fucking sooner. It also would be one thing if this was like Emma with those like principles and not to say that Alex doesn't have principles, but Alex is never Alex is pissed because she doesn't have any money or a place to live. So she and she had Mm -hmm. to do the. uh, The stripping, is that what we call it? (laughs) I don't know if we're supposed to say something different. Sorry, just the long. Well, lead I up didn't to know that. what to, I, was I was trying to I was think. Like, of, wait, what did she? Is have there to do? another thing I'm <laughs> supposed to say that's not that word? I don't know. Broomheads, mm-hmm. let me know. I, I'm here to learn. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I get maybe like that's why she's mad, but at the same time, she would never just be like, "Fuck my girlfriend who I love, who cares about this thing." It's just so out of character. Mm-hmm. But that's what she Very does. She so. she doesn't bring the chocolates. I mean, three thousand dollar chocolates is crazy, but they're probably delicious. Mm-hmm. I would eat. And one. she walks in, walks down this runway that is like white and pristine. Pages at the her, at the at the event space at this point when Alex comes. Yeah, yeah. in her tennis shoes and like sweatpants, <laughs> walks up to Paige and starts talking to her in front of her boss. It just doesn't seem like the Alex that we've been led to believe she is over the last like season and a half and the boss is like um Paige we can't have this and she like does the hand thing about <laughs> Alex and I thought that was hilarious also like the other thing that's like crazy to me about this is like so Alex is like you can't really want this Paige for you like this is this is so shallow and it's like have you met Paige like Paige is that yeah. that's what she not that she's shallow but like she does love this kind of shit. It's not out of left field yeah. to think that Paige would like and want this job. Not at all. And she was just, you know, managing the t-shirt shop for her friends. Right. Yeah. She's was, she's into all kinds of fashion. Fashion. Turn to the left. Turn to the right. <laughs> David Bowie. God rest uh, in peace, David Bowie. Then, Happy birthday. Oh. And she refers to this as artificial crap, which like... Sure it is, but not the time or place, Alex. And like, again, this is not something that I I could see Alex. This was how they broke up in the first place. And I could see that happening. But why did it happen again? I don't know. Because they needed something. I, why did they not keep them together? It just seems strange. Like, they did. They broke up and, and Paige packed her a bag and told her to get yeah. to step in. And now we're going to get paid. Alex doesn't have a place to live in the whole blah, 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 she's, blah, blah. She's going to her mom's cousin's place in ajax oh is she I leaving she said, i don't yeah yeah she said that. is she gonna be gone is cat deanna castle lucy leaving the is she in the credits <gasps> no she was a feature <sighs> she might be leaving she might reappear we don't know but um but then she kind of blames it on being alone because Paige got a job and i was like this doesn't feel right at all it's felt very weird to me. It's bad. It was a bad, it was terrible. Everything about it was stupid. I hated it. And it's like, you give us back <laughs> Palix four episodes ago. Something Just that we've all been us. like so excited for and wanting. And like, we love Palix. Everybody loves Palix. Just to give us zero episodes of them enjoying each other and then fighting and breaking mm-hmm. up. Can't you just give mm-hmm. us something on this damn show, Shyler Stone? You're killing me. 
You're killing me. <laughs> You're killing your father, Larry. I mean, I don't know if it makes any more sense than the B story. The B story is a is not I don't know. I don't understand what happened in it. I understand, but it doesn't make sense. Again. I think I'm dumb. I didn't yeah. understand it. At so all. so the B story is about club integration <laughs> at Degrassi. So Lakehurst okay. is now at Degrassi. Right. And I guess there was a whole issue up in the air about whether they kept their separate clubs or integrated into Degrassi's ones. But the spirit squad has all been practicing together because Lakehurst and Degrassi are practicing together. So they seem to be already integrated. Right. But I guess there was pushback from the Lakehurst people. Yeah. And that's why they're now going to put it to a vote. Yeah. So Damien, who was the The school president. Yeah. Student council president at Lakehurst is now in Degrassi featured on the show. He's back. He and Manny had a brief relationship as we remember from last season. Are you talking about my favorite couple, Damie Annie? Is that what you're talking about? Damie Annie. Yeah. You're talking about Damie Annie. <laughs> or perhaps you were talking about, uh, Mamian. You're talking about Mamian. Mannion. <laughs> Damien, Mamian, Mannion, Manny. Uh, you're right. It would be Mannion. You're right. I like mm. Dammy Annie, though. <laughs> yeah. Dammy Annie's the best. Dammy Annie. Dammy Annie. Dammy Annie. <laughs> I actually, I'm going to say before we get off on the whole thing, I think Dammy Annie has chemistry. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, too. I do too. So, And I am, I am doubling down on Manny fucking pulling this hair style off. <laughs> You're loving it. It's just because Manny's the best. Um, so Emma makes some comment about like uh, apartheid in South Africa. This about- was a very bizarre <laughs> treatment of segregation. And-, and yeah, like I would love some chiming in from the broomheads and the dope monkeys because I'm like, this was so bizarre. This felt really weird, and I couldn't figure out if it was the time it was made. It's like 2007, but even by 2007 standards, it felt weird. They're joking about racism, and then like, but but not like then it's just, being a little racist, but not really because it's a joke, and then being called racist, but then what feels know. really strange to me was I almost don't even want to talk about it. I know <laughs> the the whole bit about them talking about segregation integration in terms of like a racial segregation and integration. It's very bizarre because yes. I was like, wait, what? Like, okay, is this because Damien's black? Like, it's I don't really understand. It was so weird and bizarre how they brought it up in the beginning. So that's one part. Then we get into politics with Damien and Manny and uh Damien says something kind of rude to Manny about how she doesn't understand politics and she's like but no. this is where I started to get confused can yeah. I just can I just ask I'm just gonna because yeah. they keep talking about that this is politics but it, so I was like wait is he running for president to be like are they running to be different like two separate presidents well for the schools because what is this how is it about politics I, there's a lot of unanswered questions here because I have no idea if 
this is a long-term integration or is this a short-term integration? Like have the schools complete is like, has Lakehurst burned to the ground and they're not going to go back to school there anytime soon. Are they going to go at like the beginning of the next school year? Like we don't know a lot of the background of this whole school integration to begin with. Um, and then I understand if they're going to go back to Lakehurst, keeping your own identity and your own like clubs probably does make some sense because you're not a Degrassi student. You're a Lakehurst student who's using Degrassi school right now and in classes mm. with them, mm-hmm. but also with the same teachers as all the Degrassi students. I don't understand the whole yeah, school integration to, to begin school. with. <laughs> they all the died superintendent in the fire. of plot devices did also not understand. <laughs> they all them. died in the fire. They perished. But so, here's, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so now, like, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. So if we're trying to make sense out of it, it's very hard to do to begin with. And I don't know if it's political in the sense of like Damien is the student council president or if it's political in the sense of the actual meaning of integrating the clubs versus keeping them separate. And they're all worried because of JT's death and like what that means as far as, uh, you know, any beef between Lakehurst and Degrassi. No, like farts. (laughs) You're talking about like when they fart. All those farts between the two of them. Um, you know, if, if integration is the way to go, but I don't, it's, I'm like, is everyone at both of these schools mad at each other? Like I'm very baffled by the whole story. Yeah. It seems like they're kind of like starting to settle into, uh, like being able to coexist already, but I don't know how that's going to play out. But then, then it takes it to a whole other level of not making any sense in that, Manny and Damien have this conversation where they decide to break up and they nonchalantly they consciously uncouple. It's a conscious uncouple. They consciously uncouple. And Manny says, we're just too different. And so Damien jokes with her. Oh, it's because I'm black. Right. And she uh, and and she comes back with like, why do people always play the race card? And they're joking with each other. They're joshing. I I still hated it. It was still like, oh, God. But then what's so strange, so we're talking about the the black guy and the Fil- Filipino woman having this conversation about race, and then two white women yeah. overhear it. Two white and- women who are the same person, just <laughs> split in two, by the way. The same person. Overhear it, and then spread a rumor that Manny is racist. And I was like, wait, what? Like, you didn't even hear the context or wh- hear how they were saying it, apparently. It's in their voices. You can hear that they're joking about it. I guess. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And so then they're at Spirit Squad, and Holly J is like, hey, Manny, Brad or well, Kanye? Then- oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then- they bring in Shantae, who is just like this character that they completely underuse and then just bring her in whenever they feel like it. And it's like, oh, well, she's black. Let's bring her into this conversation. Superintendent, the superintendent of plot devices here at work again. So, yeah, they say in front of Shantae, uh, Brad or Kanye. And then she's like, are you crazy? Ryan Gosling, which is just like dating <laughs> when this episode happened. Although yeah. I was surprised. I was like, Kanye is that that long ago? I guess so. Um, it's still relevant in conversation today. So honestly. basically can... what happens is it seems as though Holly J and Anya have told Shantae that she said racist stuff and it justifiably upsets 
uh, Shante, who walks away mm-hmm. and is mad, understandably, because she wasn't there. So all she hears is this like story that Manny said a racist thing. So then this is like, I, I can't, I don't even This like... is what I did not understand either. So, th- so yeah. then Manny brings all of these Spirit Squad people out into the hallway where Damien is getting people to sign up for his proposal about the segregation. He the wants the clubs to stay separate and Manny yeah. wants them to be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, the other thing, I was just so baffled by all of this. Like, A, how Holly, Jay, and Anya took this to mean that Manny was racist. Also, are they just trying to start trouble or do they I thought they were just trying to start trouble. Yeah. I don't think that they really thought Manny was being racist. I thought they were starting a rumor. such a severe way. And I'm like, we don't know. A, Anya hasn't said a word yet. And B, like, we only know Holly, Jay to be like. Uh, let's be honest, a total bitch because that's all that she's been so far. That's all that she's been so far to everyone. Like that's, that's all we know about this character. She was like real, uh, real, not nice. (laughs) Real, not nice to uh, Darcy Grimes beach. And then she was like, Mad, me not mad, mean to Toby as well. Like yeah, she and him a toad. for no for no reason. And that's all we have of her so far. Yeah, is no, that you're like right. I wasn't saying you shouldn't say that. I was just saying I didn't say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't and say then, it. You uh, can say it. So then she overhears Manny say this thing and then she starts fucking spreading rumors about her being racist. And it's like, oh, you know, as long as as long as he's not black, you're into him and and all these yeah. like horrible things. It's just this. so awful. Um so then this episode goes, really goes there though, I will say. Yeah, but in a way that, like, I was like, wait, how did we jump to this conclusion? (laughs) Just, it came out of nowhere. Um, So then uh, Damien is trying to solicit votes to keep the clubs separate. And I don't know if who is doing the opposite. It ends up being Manny. But Manny's like, I'm not racist and I'm going to go find Damien. Come with me, everybody. And everybody like follows her out. They walk up and they're like, Damien, am I? It was so weird. And then she was like, because mm-hmm. then was she suggesting that Damien was like using that to like get votes for his side? Yeah, and I was like, because there's people outside? Has this rumor been spreading a lot? Like, it seemed to be, it all happened very quickly, and I did not understand. And they did not really uh, flesh out that story at all. He very quickly said, though, that Manny was not, in fact, a racist. Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't think she is. Yeah. So here's my question. They kept talking about like the politics of it. So they were voting on, I guess if you vote for something, it's politics, but like that doesn't seem like politics to me to vote. If you're keeping, keeping something either together, I guess it is, but I'm like, they also say politics at least 10 times and democracy a couple times. And I'm like, wait, I don't think anyone understands how to use these words. (laughs) I mean, if you're with a bunch of people Mm -hmm. and and you're hanging out and you're like, all right, guys, it's lunchtime. Should we get pizza or uh, sandwiches? And you put it to a vote. Is that politics? <laughs> is it a democracy because we voted on pizza? Like, I guess it really is. Sure. I guess it is a democracy. You do pick what wins. It's not. I mean, it's not a dictatorship because it's not me coming in and saying, so all right, guys. So I guess it is politics. You're all getting turkey sandwiches. So integration wins. 
Yeah. <laughs> Snake is there for a hot second. He says, a thing of beauty, democracy. He does. I wrote that down. I have very few notes, but I did. That's have, the only note that you I wrote did down. have a thing of beauty, democracy. <laughs> then I wrote, Damien and Manny have chemistry. And then I wrote, mm-hmm. this was a real filler ass episode. <laughs> I thought that I wasn't going to have anything to say about this, but you drug um, it out of me. I will tell you. The last, the last scene didn't make any sense either where they're in media immersion class and you know, this integration happened and they decide to, that they should not get back together. And Damien asks if Emma is single <laughs> and, but Manny is wearing a great outfit. I, this was like, I loved this outfit. It was like a long sleeve black shirt over a red jumper or under a red jumper. Oh, nice. It was very cute. Something we didn't it mention. Kind of worked with her hair. I'm not sure. <laughs> I love her hair. It's my favorite of all of Manny's hairstyles. I'm just kidding. Um, what we didn't mention was in the A story was that we don't do that. I just just did it. Was that <laughs> the the house was looking for a new roommate? Yes. And, oh yeah, we forgot to mention that. And was it uh, Griffin? Yeah, was I believe the name so. Of the guy and and Ellie in? wasn't so sure because he was hot, and she didn't necessarily want a hot roommate. That's all. Ellie had a skull and bone sweatshirt on, mm-hmm. so on brand for Ellie. At least the uh, at least they were um, <laughs> making sure to keep that character consistent. Yeah, that's the only thing they've done. Well, I mean, they kept Alice consistent with how she was a year ago, but they forgot about everything that happened in between. But even a year ago, she was like an asshole. But a different kind but of But like asshole. a fun asshole, at least. Like yeah. a mean, like yeah. jerky, like a Holly J-ish kind of an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Ba-da-ba-ba, ba-da-ba. I don't know. This was a weird one. And then Damiani. Oh, you said it already that she, he was mm-hmm. like, sure. You don't want to go on one more date. Yeah. And so I think they should go on more dates. They're kaput for now. They are kaput. <laughs> kaput. So that's our episode. That's our episode. Got to do all the stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Rachel. Yes. Whenever we watch these episodes, mm-hmm. we always like to take stock of them and decide how much they go there. Because as we know, the tagline of the show when it was on the Noggin channel was it goes there. Here's an interesting mm-hmm. thing. Once we get to Degrassi, the Netflix version of Degrassi, which will be when mm-hmm. we're 70. But when we get mm-hmm. there, that doesn't go. Uh, that's not the tagline of that is not it goes there. I don't believe. So are we mm-hmm. still going to do the patented this is just a thought. We oh. don't have to answer this question now. Mm-hmm. The patented. Go there. Degrassi every episode, every marathon podcast. Go there scale, which is the scale of one to ten. Nobody else can does it. It's trademarked. We got it all. Patented up the wazoo. Uh, so, Rachel, how yes. much do you think episode 703, we stand, no promises, no demands, love is a battlefield. That's the whole title. Goes there. I didn't write anything down because I'm really not sure. It either went there a lot or it didn't go there at all. And I think it's because the plots don't make any sense that it kind of doesn't really go there at all. But I'm not sure. Maybe a three. I think it's bizarre because it like takes racism very not seriously. Yeah. In a, but it does it, like it's trying to, but it doesn't at all. It's trying like to it's pretending that, that it does. What? Like the equivalent of apartheid is if the cheerleaders can cheerlead together oh from from yeah. like two schools. It's so bizarre. It's like 
I don't know. It's very odd. It's 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 somewhat uncomfortable. And listen, yeah. I do, I might be missing something. We might be. I mm-hmm. maybe. I we might be. We might be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're we're here to be told if we are. Tell us. But it yeah, feels please. very like it feels very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like flippant. Yeah. About certain things, and and. I didn't like that. So I don't know. Uh, what'd you say? A three? I guess I'll say a four. I don't know because maybe it does go. I don't know. I, I, I can't I tell. Couldn't, From my bubble, I, really I can't gauge. tell. It was, it was so lighthearted the whole time that that's why I don't think it's a high rating, but it also just doesn't really make a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. It feels very like, you know, they wanted to do a two-parter and then they didn't. Be, I don't know. It was very odd. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. This is a straight. This is one of the strangest episodes. I bet you that they got rid of Shelly Scarrow. I bet you that's, that's probably it. You're probably right. Yeah. Because Shelly Scarrow would have known what to do here. She would have seen the the problems with the with the plotting and she would have smoothed those right out. Sud mm-hmm. Sutherland would have gotten in there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Four. What did you, you said three. I say four. Three. You mm-hmm. say a three and I say a four. Potato, a potato. four, a four. I don't know why you say a three. I say a four. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I thought you hated I the like, Beatles. <laughs> no, I do not. I've never said that. I've never, ever, ever said that. <laughs> Just because I think the song Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House is superior to all Beatles songs doesn't mean I don't I like the I like them quite a bit. <laughs> so, Pat. Yeah. Who was your most valuable? Fuck if I know. Uh, Manny. I didn't write down anyone. Who is good in this episode? Manny, I I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure about her either. I'm not sure about any of them. Snake, maybe? I'm like, is Manny racist? She might be. I don't know. I can't tell from that episode. I I don't think so. But just having one person exonerate her from racism does not mean she's not racist. No, if you asked, well, she wasn't if in that you instant. asked Stephen Miller, he would say Donald Trump is not racist. That doesn't mean it doesn't make it so. <laughs> and and like if you want to be like, well, Stephen Miller's white. Well, like if you asked God rest his soul, Herman Cain, if Donald Trump was racist, he would probably also say no. So you can't trust mm-hmm. any every just one person. No. But also, I mean, what she said was they were they were having a laugh. Yeah, they were. As the British say, they were having yeah, a laugh. Yeah, they were having a laugh. They were. That's really what it should have come down to, rather than saying whether Manny's racist or not. It should have just been like, you guys missed the context of what we were talking no, no, about. No, let me explain this joke to you, Holly J. But she knew. She was just trying to stir the pot. Yeah. I'm going to say um, my MVP of this episode is... Andrea. I was going to say that, honestly. I had that as a thought. <laughs> Cause she was funny, but like not. She was funny. Uh, who's in the episode? Manny. Manny, Damien, Emma, Toby. Is Toby in it? Briefly. What does he do? He's he talks about the integration vote. Oh right, because he's interim president because mm-hmm. Manny's Holly, Holly Liberty. J and- yeah, go Nanya ahead. and Shantae. What is Liberty? Is at like some conference or something? Like, what is she a fucking uh, working? 
She's got things to do. Manny, I'm just going to say, it. I don't even have a reason. Just This is like Chad. a formality. We have to say something. So you got to yeah. do it. It's like uh, performative at this point. I'm just saying Manny. I'm going to say Andrea. Mm-hmm. Broomheads. Mm-hmm. There's a movie mm-hmm. called Possessor. Mm-hmm. Directed by Brandon Cronenberg, the son of the great David Cronenberg, the director mm. of Videodrome and The Fly scanners and crash and the end of violent history of violence and a million movies but possessor is a wonderfully bleak dark sci-fi horror movie it was one of the best reviewed movies of 2020 why am i talking about this what does this have to do with degrassi well i'm going to tell you i'm watching possessor and I'm not going to say any, but it's, it's excellent. It's very, very dark. So it's very uh, unpleasant. But um, there's a moment where Jennifer Jason Lee's character is giving a task to the lead character, uh, Adriana Reisdorf or something, the woman who played Mandy and Mandy. And she's giving her, she's telling her, this is what you got to do. You got to find this person, this person, this person. And they flash a picture. And now, it's presupposing that this character is going to be very important to the movie. The character ends up never showing up in the movie at all. You never see this character. But the picture, the face of the character is none other than he pitch seriously, Matteo, Mr. Oleander, played by, I can't remember his name, but he shows up. I see this picture of this fucking guy, and I'm like, holy shit, Matteo is going to be in this movie. And I wait the whole movie, and honestly, I'm halfway distracted because I'm just like waiting for this guy to show up so I can take a picture and send it to Rachel. Never shows up. So by the time the movie ends, I have to go back to the beginning, get the picture, and send it to Rachel. But he's working. He got a gig. He probably got paid more than he got paid for Degrassi to be in that one picture in Possessor, the Brandon Cronenberg movie from 2020. Excellent film. You should check it out. It's very bleak. It's going to make you very sad. (laughs) And probably grossed out because there's some body horror stuff in there that is woof, boy. But it's Mm. great. Christopher Abbott from Girls, one of my favorite actors going right now. He's great. This is Pat's movie corner. I just decided at the end of every episode, (laughs) I'm going to pontificate about a movie. Uh, and this week it's Possessor. But the reason because hey, sis, don't kill me. That's what he would have said had he been in the movie, I imagine. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Fill um, this room up. All right. So we have so many new people to welcome into the room. Oh, the pa- you would plug the Patreon before we even do it. Get on yes. that Patreon. Yes. If you want to join our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash deep. Um, we have special bonus episodes in there. We do hangouts. We sometimes post fun things every so often. Like it's uh, a great when, place to, to support, you know, it's fun. That's we try to do as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do. Yeah. We do all those things. We put yeah. things. Like when, we, like when Pat decided who in Degrassi would be who in it's a wonderful life in December. I stole that from sex in the city. It's, but we did mm-hmm, post that. Mm-hmm. We're having a lot of fun over there on the Patreon. The, the, the hangouts are really the, the creme de la yeah. creme though. I will say those are very yeah. fun. We're well, we missed we missed a lot of people because of our holiday break and our holiday episode, which threw us off because we didn't do our whole rigmarole at the end of the episode. So we have many new people to welcome today, including Hiya, 
Come on inside. It is a me, your best friend, a dealing Mr. Del Rossi. <laughs> Who's so coming in? Tell me, everybody. We're going to put a sock on the door. We've got Sammy. Sammy, oh, Sammy Sweetheart Giancola from Jersey Shores. Welcome to the room. Oh, God, I can't believe it. Angel- Angelica, is that one of them? Angelina. Angelina. Angelina is going to come up next in a snooky. I, am, I apologize. I'm not suggesting that you're Sammy Sweetheart Giancola. I just like to say Sammy Sweetheart Giancola. But Sammy, get on into the room. We've got Amy. Amy, Amy, lovely Amy, come on into the room, please. You're going to have a nice time. We have Amber. Oh, Amy and Amber. Then it is Amber to come into the room, and they're going to, Dylan is going to be here, and who else? Marco. We got got Hannah. Hannah. Oh, oh, oh. that's that's Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah, you're going to come in. We're going to put a sock on the door. There's going to be a great time in the room. I'm running out of material. There's so many people to do. I know. Colleen. I gotta get a new things to say, Colleen. I gotta get a new Mr. Del Rossi things. Welcome to the room, Colleen. Priam. Oh, gr- ah, bellissima. Is that okay to say? What is, is yeah. that? <laughs> Priam. Oh, you are a very active on the Facebook group. It is a so wonderful to have you in the room. We have Amanda. Everybody is a bellissima. <laughs> Amanda. Amanda, come on in. We're gonna have a spaghetti in the room. And Jill. And the Jill. Welcome, Jill. It is the sun. Nice to have you in the room. And again, I say my famous catchphrase, bellissima. <laughs> <laughs> that just means nice. What is that? Beautiful? Beautiful. Oh. Is that okay to say? Is that, I think it's okay to say. If I'm crossing a boundary, let me know. I think it's okay to say. Mm. Oh, I would cool. love to hear Mr. Del Rossi call me bellissima. Cool. As long as he doesn't like kiss the back of my head like oh, Joe Biden Rachel, does. So bellissima. <laughs> Voila. You know what I'm saying? So if you if you don't want to join us on Patreon, we understand. If you don't um, want to. I know everybody wants to. If you if you don't have if you can't. Yes, if you can't. Um, we understand. Um, but you can also find us on Facebook at Dean Podcast and the Dope Monkeys and Broomheads Facebook group, which is very active. Highly recommend. That's you can fun. find us on Instagram, SparkleSpaz28. Yeah, um, we are, are you going to be on Twitter ever? No. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at Pat D says P A T D S E Z. Um, but we're not gonna we're not gonna take over the Twitter. I got a new web series called the Pipe Mac Mike and Pat Zoom Show. You can watch that too if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can send us an email at every episode ver at gmail.com. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe in iTunes. You can also listen other places, but that's the only place with ratings and right. reviews. I wanted to uh oh no, hold on. I wanted to shout out. Uh, one of the one of the broomheads, one of the great broomheads, or dope monkeys. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe one, maybe both. Uh, Austin Mark has a podcast. It's called Blood, Sweat, and Careers. He posted it in the Facebook group, and on the latest episode, he has an interview with Christina Loves the City herself, the great Christina Schmidt, Terry from Degrassi. It's fucking great. You should go check it out. Blood, Sweat, and Careers. On uh, I got it on wherever you get your podcasts. Austin Mark, beautiful work. Welcome to the new pod. Welcome to the podcast room. 
That's all. I just it's a different to, kind of room. I wanted to plug that because it it's very, very cool. Yes, yes, exactly. Christina loves that damn city. She you. does love it. She loves all cities, not rural areas, though. She Forget goes the rural on and areas. On about how much she loves I'm just kidding. She doesn't. But. She's not a farm person. She loves the city. So we'll be back next week with a new episode. To be the best. Be the best I can Hear what I say to you I know I can make it I know, I know ah! Hit that high note Hit that high note That's <clears throat> what we leave We leave on the high note You gotta leave on the high note Starring uh, uh, Dakota Johnson Bye Bye